Welcome to Haunted Hospitality, Southern Stories Told by Spooky Gingers. I'm Robin. And I'm Zoe, and I have a story for you today. But first, Robin, how's life? You know, I hurt my finger last night. Oh. Yeah, so I cracked my knuckles a lot, like, way too much. Uh And I know that it's actually going to be a really bad thing for me when I'm much older, but I did that to my hand yesterday, and I must have done just something crazy wrong, because I ended the night with the heat pack wrapped around my hand, cradling it, like so to my face. Oh. Actually, I wasn't cradling it like that. But anyway, this morning it's fine and I popped it and I'm like, ah, we're good. Okay. So that's how I am. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Um, so I, I have a slight update on the haunted apartment thing. What? Yeah. You held on to that. I did. It's it's because it's very slight. Okay. My cat, Soup, love her, right? She started doing the whole stare off into the uh, like normally when she stares at something she's sitting like at the base of the wall and looking up Mm -hmm. and to me that means she's just looking for a bug or something like that but i was sitting at my desk and she was sitting in front of me and she went like she darted to stare at something behind me i kept (laughs) like looking behind my shoulder and trying to see what she was seeing but there's nobody there i was the only one in the apartment and oh, she's no. done that a couple times where it's, like, staring hard, not at a corner or anything, but, like, in the middle of the room. I was about to ask, or is your back against the wall? No, it was that desk, so my back was to the room. Yeah. It's happened a couple times recently, and I'm just like, mm. awesome, cool, great. And I, I know that's famous you. for cats to do. Yes, But it normally it's, like, on the corner or something because she's looking at a bug against the wall. I don't typically have my cats, like, double take to something right behind me. Yeah. That's terrifying. It's very, very scary. And you're here all the time now. Yes, by myself here. most of the time. So that's great. That's fun for you. That's so fun. Can I just reiterate how random it is that this apartment is haunted because this is like not an old building no it's just an apartment but it was like woods before it was oh and anything can happen in woods anything can happen there's probably so many dead bodies in all these woods really i I imagine like if you're gonna bury a body you'd bury it in the woods Mm. there's a set of haunted woods that i really want to do a story on why don't I do that? I'll do that sometime. Okay. Yeah. Well, Robin, do you have a something Southern for us today? I do. I have a recommendation of a cool place to go. Okay. Yes. The Shakespeare Tavern Playhouse in Atlanta. I've heard of this. You have? Yeah. When? I mean, I've heard people mention it. You have? Yes. Cool. Okay, continue. It's very nice. I have been twice. Mm-hmm. The first time, I went to see The Taming of the Shrew, which... Okay, Zoe, are you familiar with The Taming of the Shrew? I have read The Taming of the Shrew. Okay, I would like to get into a brief discussion real quick about what you think was up with that last speech she gave. Do you think that she was really submissive to her husband, or do you think it was an uber-feminist speech? Oh, I wasn't thinking it was uber-feminist. I think she was just pretending to be submissive to her husband to get people off her back because she knew he would give her a little bit of freedom. Well, I thought it was, okay, when I say uber-feminist, maybe I'm over-exaggerating it, but I I was thinking of it along those lines as well, where it's like, I am pretending to do this. Right. Because the words are not feminist whatsoever, but her motivation behind it, I was hoping, was a feminist interpretation of, listen, you're never going to 
believe me, so I am regaining what power I have mm-hmm. by just pretending. Right. And not actually having decided to become submissive myself. So actually, I think we, I think I oversold it, and I think we are actually on very similar wavelengths. Okay. Anyway, I saw it there, and okay. it was really cool. And the cool thing about this place, which there are multiple things, but it is a pretty small room in terms of, like, a play is going on. Mm-hmm. So you go in, and you, they serve, like, traditional, often traditional, like, English dinners. So I had a really cool sandwich there one time, another time I had, like, apple pie and ice cream <laughs> and you watch this play uh-huh. while you're eating and I love dinner theater and it just feels so cozy and it's just a really unique experience for Shakespeare okay yeah and I also I think that it's the only Shakespeare play I've actually seen in person I've seen Shakespeare in love in person I have heard of that one Shakespeare in love is a movie okay yeah yeah I vaguely recall hearing about that all right well shakespeare playhouse tavern shakespeare tavern playhouse yeah one of the two okay thank you (laughs) is in atlanta and they i went to another one of their shows and this was really cool they it was like a smattering of scenes from shakespeare but where every single actress was a woman yes okay then it was you who told me about oh i was the one who told yes (laughs) okay well they had this one really funny scene where it was just like apparently maybe in the script it said, and everybody fights. So they had all these people fighting, and what they would do is, like, punch each other in the genitals, and they just every time it happened, they would pause and say, balls. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny. Anyway, I just wanted to share that with you. That's a really cool place to go if you are in the Atlanta area, and if you like Shakespeare, or if you're just like, who's this Shakespeare fella? I want some cool food. I, I'd like to think that there's not many people in this world, at least in America, that have never heard of the word Shakespeare before. When I say who's a Shakespeare fella, I don't mean I've never heard of Shakespeare. Okay. I mean I don't care about Shakespeare. Gotcha. Okay. I have definitely been that person before. I did not like Shakespeare. I did not care so much. And now I think that there's a lot to discuss, a whole bunch to discuss in Shakespeare. I mean, what even is Hamlet? What is happening? I have the complete works of Shakespeare in my room, in my office right now. Like, I mean... All his sonnets, all his plays, some plays that are attributed to him, but it's not sure if it's him. It's a tome. Like, that's... I I took three semesters... No, two semesters of Shakespeare. You did? Yes. Like, I... My... You know, my senior thesis was me rewriting Shakespeare plays. I forgot about that. Yes. So, I love Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I love remembering that. Oh. I actually should rewrite my... So, um... Not to drag this off focus, but my thesis, I realized after I had written out my first draft of everything, it had to be maximum 40 pages. And maximum? Yeah. Yeah. So I had to cut down a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And I. What's the name of it? The one with Iago. Tempest? Is it The Tempest? I don't... I've never read The Tempest. I've never re- read the one with Iago. I'm just... Okay. I can't, I can't remember the name, but the one with Iago. That one I wrote, and I really want to rewrite it to be more full length, where I can put in the detail that I want. That's the one you would tell me about a lot. <sighs> so I'm, I'm very excited. So did you write them in a play form or... No. Okay. So I rewrote them in a short story, modern times form cool yeah wicked 
Thank you. But anyway, yeah. But thank you. We, I would say we should go to that place together, but I hate seeing plays in person. Really? Because I rely on captions. Oh, okay. And so I don't know what people are saying. And it's really not a fun experience sitting there and everybody's laughing and you're just like, ha, ha, ha. Can you, like, hold up the Shakespeare <laughs> script and be like, oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> Well, I know Broadway... Just do a read-along. Like, I know Broadway will do this thing after the first hundred nights or something like that, where they will provide you a closed caption machine. Wait. Yeah. What is that? How does that work? So, I know at the movie theaters, the way it works is... Luckily, with movie theaters, I don't have that big of an issue, but with Mm -hmm. spoken word... I was about to say, because I've seen a lot of movies with you. Yeah. In movie movie theaters. In movie theaters, it's a lot better, because it's like... The audio is managed, you know, things like that. But in plays, it's not really managed as well. And you also can't read their lips. In the movie theaters, it's this thing that goes into your cup holder. And it has, like, the wiggly arm. And you can position it to be right underneath your point of view. And it's just, like, an LED screen that just has the words. So I imagine that's what it is at Broadway as well. Cool. Yeah. All right. Anyway... Oh, well, I'm, I'm done for my thing. Okay. So, big news coming at you. Right now, we have started a Patreon. <gasps> it's almost like we've been talking about doing this for months and then we never have. I know, right? We will put the link in our show notes. Yes, we will. And uh, so, we have a $3 flat tier every month. Mm-hmm. And with it, you get a couple things. But the, I think the big thing is that you get at least one... We call them mini-sodes. Yes. Every month, and we do things like sometimes we'll watch a movie and we'll talk about it. Sometimes we'll watch specifically Haunting of Hill House and talking about it. <laughs> um, so we've we, done tarot card readings for each really other. That was really Yeah. yeah. So we're going to come out with three right out the bat. So they, there's a stockpile of three. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you get at least one mini soda a month. Yes. And that will come out at a future, probably like the 13th of the month. Just be scoop, spooky about it. I enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah, let's be spooky. Let's do it. Let's do it. The 13th of every month. Okay, except for February because it skips the 13th. February does not skip the 13th. Wink, wink. I'm very confused. Because, like, you know, leap year, so February's all up in the air anyway, because sometimes but, it's 28 days, sometimes it's 29. It was a joke. I was like, yeah. you know, building skipped the 13th, airline skipped the 13th. I was just saying February skipped the 13th. Okay. I thought it was clever. It was anyway, very clever. guys, but you know if what? If you is, want more uh, of this banter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we we have this, and we talk about it, and I really love doing these minisodes. Mm-hmm. They're just so fun. Yeah. And uh, you, you really get... I, I think it's more of a I, more close look into who Robin and I are than the episodes. Because yeah. I feel like the episodes, are the majority of them are us talking about the topic, which makes sense. But we kind of consider many so fair game. Yeah. But like I said, we always have something spooky that we're doing with it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So they do fit into the general haunted theme, all of them. Yes. Yes. So, uh, we again, we are going to put the Patreon link in our thing. And if you sign up... Thank you, and we will thank our new subscribers at the beginning of every episode. Yes. Yeah. So, we'll so like, call... our new one. So, like, yeah. if you just subscribed, you get in the next episode. Yes, yeah. you do. So, we really hope to see you guys. Uh, we would love the support. Uh, it will help us be able to pay for certain things that we've been... So that this isn't a drain on us. It, our goal, really, right now is just to be net zero. 
Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> so that way it doesn't get to the point where Robin and I have to stop for financial reasons. Mm-hmm. Because that's the last thing we want to do. But, yeah, so I hope you guys find it in your hearts to support us. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> I'm not. And I hope you'll consider donating. I'm so excited for your story. Can you tell us what yes. you're doing? So, Robin. Mm-hmm. What is the name of our podcast? Haunted Hospitality. Usually when you hear haunted, or hospitality at least, you think of hotels. Yes. We have yet to do a haunted hotel. Criminal. Oh, yes. That is criminal yeah, yes. of us. Okay. I'm like, what? But no, so... I went to haunted hotel criminal specifically. <laughs> so, Robin, mm-hmm. today I'm telling the first haunted hotel story. I'm so excited. And I just can't Sorry. I had to continue it. Anyway. I understand. So, may I welcome you to the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. You may. Okay. <laughs> so, the Crescent Hotel had its grand opening on May 20th, 1886. Throwback. It was built to be the most luxurious hotel in all of America. It had new furnishings. It had large rooms. It had a lobby. It had several dining rooms, state-of-the-art kitchen. Like, people came from all around to stay in this hotel. Mm -hmm. Okay. A lot of rich people. At the grand opening, I didn't write his name down, but somebody who was in the running to become president spoke at it. Okay. Yes. So this was like a whole thing. It was built on 27 acres of land, and it cost $294,000 to build. So, Robin, I was like, $294,000? That's not that much, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, well, this is 1880, so let me go to my favorite tool on the internet, the inflation calculator. I do love that. And let me see how much it, that much is in today's money. And then I went, what? $8,556,244 in today's money. Wow. This is an $8.5 million hotel. Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Ritzy. Yes. So, it was a hotel for a very long time, but then the hotel kind of ran out of business, and so... It was bought to be a school for young children. It was a school and... I'm sorry, for young women. It was a school and conservatory for young women. So That's a fancy place to be a thing. I think it was run down. Okay. So that's why they started losing businesses because they weren't really paying to upkeep it. Uh, upkeep is important, guys. It's very important. And then after it was a school, it was a cancer hospital... And I'll get into the details there because that was terrible. And then after that, it was bought again and it was made into a hotel again. But they still hadn't done renovations. So it was still kind of falling apart. And then in 1997, it was purchased by Marty and Elise Ronick. And the hospital was in very bad shape. But these two were history... Like, revolutionists, not revolutionists, 
Preservationists. That's what I meant. <laughs> it's like the opposite. Yeah. So in 2000, they hosted this grand party announcing their 10-year plan to re- rejuvenate the hotel back to its original state. Mm-hmm. And at the almost end in 2009, Marty actually died in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And so that set things back. Mm-hmm. But the hotel is now in its original state grand beautiful modern <laughs> they kept up added a like electricity plumbing things like that like it had a little bit but they put more modern technology into it yeah and it's actually somewhere robin that you can still go to visit can you go stay there yeah you can <gasps> stay there and i'll i'll get to it but they actually so marty the man who died who owned the property he actually completely believed in ghosts Mm. and they have paranormal tours they have um esp weekends so what you're saying is we need to go to arkansas yes our uh, and our favorite person zach baggins he was there i just didn't (laughs) feel like spending the dollar 90 to watch the episode you're good yeah (laughs) i feel like we can strongly assume what happened yeah 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 so zach baggins is with his friends and then one of them gets possessed by a ghost exactly there's a lot of screaming there's a lot of manly screaming and And then did you hear that let's go over there Takami ghost there you go you saved a dollar 90 there we go but robin yeah let me tell you another reason why we have to go there mm-hmm. they have the best general manager that's important who who oh a series of cats <laughs> so I was not expecting that. So this started in 1973 when it was a hotel again. Okay. A orange tabby. That was just electricity. Don't worry. Sorry. I heard a hum. Hmm. Uh, In 1973, an orange tabby named Morris walked into the lobby and claimed it as his own. (laughs) He stayed there for 21 years. Okay. He was literally labeled, like, they wrote him down as, like, supplies for the general manager when they were buying him food. Like, he was officially the general manager. He, they actually built kitty doors for him to go into places as he pleases. And, like, the guests loved him. They had a plaque of him up in the front. (laughs) Like, he ran that place. Okay. Okay. And when he did pass away after 21 years too soon i know um 300 locals attended his funeral service they had a viewing a funeral (laughs) like a wake you know and a funeral and they had like a celebration of his life afterwards where they they put his headstone a plaque of him in the lobby and a poem written to him and it's like here lies Morris. Like it's it's go look it up. I have it in my notes. Oh but my the poem is just so sweet. So after that, um, another stray came in, and they're like, "Oh my God, he's gonna be our next general manager," and his name was, I don't think it was it was Piddles. His his name was Piddles. Did he piddle on the floor? <laughs> I don't think so. But he did. He did. Um, he stayed there for only like a few years before he was like, mm, this isn't for me. So he mm-hmm. left. And so they went out and bought a white cat and they named this one Spook. But <laughs> this white cat was like bred, 
you know? And so he didn't really do well with the hubbub of a hotel. Adopt, don't shop. Yeah. So they actually were able, they kind of gave soup to a family. Soup. Spook. (laughs) (laughs) Soup's my cat. They gave your cat soup. No. They gave spook to a family because they're like, eh, it wasn't really healthy for this cat Mm -hmm. because the cat wasn't used to it. And then Frisco and Shadow were two more spays? Strays. They could spay a stray. (laughs) But those two were... My stray was spayed. Yeah. My cat. Uh Uh-huh. Anyway, (laughs) so Frisco and Shadow were two strays. They were sisters. And they came in and they handled things. And Frisco, (laughs) he would sleep with guests in their bed like he would sneak in with them when they go to open their room and he would just sleep in their bed with them and sometimes he wouldn't leave when they were checking out so the hotel staff had to like shoo him out the room um he also had an extra toe you know how cats have extra toes and they called they called it the ghost chasing hands so that he can chase all the ghosts around but uh, Frisco and Shadow both ended up leaving, and Rufus came. He was another stray, and he would always crash all the weddings, and he would have to be shooed away by the hotel management, and all the guests at the weddings were always like, no, let him stay. <laughs> but no, he was a wedding crasher. And then he left, and then Jas- uh, Casper and Jasper came. They were both strays as well. And Casper would always hassle dogs on leashes. And um, Jasper is the one who is currently there. And he will hide under baggage carts and swat at people's feet as they go by. Lovely. <laughs> Robin. <laughs> we need to go. We do. We do. So, um, so Morris, the original cat, is said to still walk the grounds in his ghostly form. People will say they will sit in the lobby and they'll be right next to his plaque and they'll feel a cat rub up against them. But when they look down, there's nothing there. Or they'll be sitting there and they'll see an orange tabby when none of the other cats have been orange tabbies since. Yeah. And um, people have even found... I told... Excuse me. I told you Ghost Adventures was there. A few other groups were there. They capture EVPs of his purring. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is too cute. It's so I cute. I can't function. Yeah. So, now that we have that cuteness, I'm going to tell you about the morgue. <laughs> so, when he was still alive, Marty had two mediums that he hired that would come to... Um, the hotel regularly to sense it out, you know? One of those mediums was Carol Heath, a man. I was confused at first because his name was Carol, and I assumed that was a woman's name, and that's on me. But, so Carol Heath was walking through the hotel, and he was just like, okay, I'm feeling it, I'm feeling it. I'm sure that's exactly what he said. Exactly. And then he (laughs) comes to this one spot, and he's like, oh, no. And they're like, what? he's like, there's a portal to the other side here. What's the other side? Like, of the hotel? A portal to, like... Like, in Clue? Robin! <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean by a portal to the other side. I do. Behave. <laughs> Offended. 
so he's like, there's a portal to the other side here. And they're like, okay, whatever, dude, right? Well, some of the staff are like, okay, whatever, dude. But the spot that he picked as the portal to the other side, and it's very important to know that he didn't know anything about the history of this hotel when he was walking through, was right above the morgue, which he had not seen yet. Because the morgue is in the basement, so he was on the first floor, and he's like, mm, this is a portal to hell. I know it, I'm alone in this, but morgues creep me out. Oh, no, they... I don't think you're alone in that at all, Robin. I know, I, I, oh, also, you are being art. Okay. I was also being funny. <laughs> it didn't work. <laughs> I thought I was like deadpanning it. Uh huh. Anyway, so I told you that they have ghost tours. Yes, you did. Yes. So in this spot, this same location that the portal was found right above the morgue, guests are, are have known to. Are known are known to grow faint or even pass out at this spot. In this spot, the they kind of save the basement for the end because that's the more ooh, there's a morgue. Oh yeah, leave them at their most scared at the end. Yeah, and then okay, it's dark. Walk to your cars. Yeah, yeah. So like this is the so this is before they knew about the morgue, and guests will just randomly pass out in this spot. Mm. You may be wondering. Zoe, why does a hotel have a morgue? Well, you had said cancer hospital. Yes. Yes, there was a cancer hospital. But it wasn't any cancer hospital. It was ran by a name man. A name man? A man. <laughs> a man. A name man something something. Yes. A man named Norman Baker. He called himself Dr. Norman Baker. You know that sounds like Norman Bates, right? Oh, does it? Yeah, it does. does. Yeah. (laughs) Doctor. Wait, why did he only call himself Dr. Norman Baker? Because he he had never received a single day of medical training in his life. He had been like a radio show host before this. Like he, he filtered through jobs and he had quite a bit of money. Oh. So he bought this hotel and he said, yay. Hey, hey, yo. Hey, yo. I can cure your cancer. These other places, they're going to give you radiology. They're going to give you chemotherapy. They're going to put all these toxins, and it's going to make you feel bad. Come to my place. All you have to do is get a couple injections, and I'm curing you of cancer. Yeah, so what was he injecting them with? I'll get to that. Uh Uh-huh. And so people who have maybe they didn't want to do chemotherapy or maybe it hadn't worked for them in the past... They were coming here being like, yes, please cure my cancer. They were paying him hundreds of thousands of dollars. Okay. Gotcha. He was injecting people with a mix of random items, including ground up watermelon seeds, tea, cloves, and carbolic acid. What is carbolic acid? It's just like a binder ingredient, essentially. Um, so. This is non-lethal. So he knew that he was just faking these people out. He yes. Didn't... Okay. Yeah, 100%. Okay. He, people... he sounds great because that's what these people, with their time that they need to get treatments, you're... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he wouldn't allow, like, family or friends onto the property either. Mm-hmm. So, like, cancer patients were dying left and right. Yeah. And then they would go down to the morgue and be dissected. And he would... For what? He wanted to dissect them. So, like, what would happen is 
they would die, the nurses would put them on the gurney, and then they would wheel the gurney down to the morgue, put the person on the table, and he would dissect them. And sometimes he would, like, jar some of their body parts. Oh, my God. And the original table and morgue is still in the hotel. Yay! Okay. Yeah. So people were dying left and right because he wasn't doing anything to help them. And it went on for at least four years. And he earned over $500,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And in today's money, that's $8,190,628 a year. Yeah. And then in 1939, he was arrested for mail fraud. That's what he got arrested for? Because technically... He was not killing them. But the cancer was killing them. He, I feel like there's some other things he could go under for, though. The cancer was killing them. It's not his fault. And he only received four years in prison. So after the four years, he took his money and he retired in Florida. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, mm-hmm. 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 So, guests report seeing and hearing nurses in all white nurse uniforms pushing medical carts down the hallways after 11 p.m. And they had to be in on it, right? The nurses? Yeah. I don't know. You assume. I mean, he could have just been like, here's my cure, inject them. You know? But you see, like, nobody was getting better. Yeah, but it was only four years, and he could have had a high turnover. That's true. Yeah. Okay, okay. But, so they will see the nurses or hear the rolling of the carts with the clicking of heels. And they'll hear it only after 11 p.m. And some people even see a nurse pushing a gurney to the morgue. And these are non, like, these are ghosts non-responsive ghosts, the ones who are just living out a part of their lives over and over again. Oh, okay. And th- residual. Yes, residual. Thank you. And then they'll also see a man in purple in the old recreation room, in the basement near the morgue, and at the foot of the stairs. And people who see him will look at photos of Baker and say that it looks exactly like him. And Baker is commonly wore, commonly wore purple during his life, so people say that when he did pass, he had he was like brought back here by all the souls of the people who he killed essentially, and he's forced to live his life in the hotel. In the morgue, people will often feel sick or go faint. The lights will flicker, and people will see Baker's ghost. Or see spirit orbs. And as we know, spirit orbs are tiny orbs of light that float around. Um, on camera, they often look like fireflies or just light reflecting off of a f- bug. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, Robin. Yes. When we go to this place. When. When. Mm-hmm. And when we take the ghost tour. Mm-hmm. There's something I need you to ensure that I do. Feel the feel for the ghosts. On the tour, mm-hmm. at the end when you're in the morgue, the guide will offer to lock willing guests 
into the morgue's walk-in cooler in complete darkness. Yeah, I'm not doing that. No, but I need you to ensure that I do it. So you're thinking that you won't want to do it and that I'll be like, do it for the pod? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Because sitting in my seat right now, Uh I want to do it. But in the moment, you will definitely be like, no, I'm not doing this. Exactly. So I need you to push me in. (laughs) So, okay. Can I say something? Like, this is just how I am about things. Uh Uh-huh. I cannot think about something but I will sometimes get, I will, okay, how about this? If I'm, like, going to jump off a big rock, and this mm-hmm. is a recent example, if I'm going to jump off a big rock into water, I have to decide in the moment to do it and not think about it all and just jump, mm-hmm. okay? So uh, if I'm thinking about it a lot, I won't do it, but I can also see myself in the moment being there and just being like, okay, I'm going to do it, put me in there. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I can see that happening. Yeah. So we're kind of a little bit of the opposite. You're like, I want to do it now. And I'm like, I don't want to do it now. But when we're there, you're probably going to be like, I don't want to do it. I'll be like, do it. <laughs> don't let me think about it. <laughs> but on the tour, they'll let you go in there and they'll shut you in. And it's completely lightless. There's mm-hmm. no light that can get into there. Mm-hmm. And you can stay for as long as you want, essentially. So one day this was happening. A mother and son stepped into it to be shut in. The son was 12, I think, and the mom had a camcorder in her hands. That's how long ago this was. Um, after 30 seconds... <laughs> she could have been retro. Yeah, yeah. After 30 seconds, the door was open and they both staggered out, the boy looking very sick and the mom being like, move, move, my son's going to get sick. And so he sat down. And then the mom shows the 30-second recording that she took while she was inside the room. Now, is it dark when you're in there? It's completely lightless. So in the recording, there's a light, like a spirit orb that appears above his head. Mm-hmm. It floats around, and it's like a, a color. I forget what color. I didn't write down what color. But then it dims and then brightens to pure white. And then it goes into the boy's head. That's when he starts feeling sick, and the mom's like, get us out of here and then right before the door opens you see the orb rush out of his head and then they open the door i couldn't find this footage i apologize this was a description and so they open the door and that's when they come in and they're like oh my god my kid's sick you know wait two people can go in there at once yes so if you want (sighs) we can go in together yeah yes okay yes but it's pure black it's kind of like the Alcatraz. They'll let you lock into the um, the com- solitary confinement rooms. Mm. See, okay, here's here's where I am. I don't know if I can, and this is no offense to you. I don't know if I can trust you not to pull a prank on me. It no, that's no valid. <laughs> and, and I would be that way with, with, with a lot of people. Right. Yeah. But, but I can totally see myself, like, grabbing your arm or something. See, and you saying that makes me definitely not want to go in with you. <laughs> I would have to literally. Here's what I have to do. So we, we would have walk, to walk we in would, there holding, holding hands. hands. Yeah. Yes. So we have to do. And the minute you try to like go away, I'd be like Zoe. <laughs> and like the thing is, I have. I did piano. I have a grip on me. <laughs> yes. We'll just have to go in holding hands, and it will be a religious experience for the both of us. And everybody be like, "What the hell?" Yes. This was yeah. where we're gonna get friend married. Yeah. Actually, that would be a fitting place. <laughs> it would be. Okay. But anyway, so. That was... I hope the 12-year-old's okay. Oh, yeah, he was fine. Okay, yeah, good, yeah. Good, good. So switching gears, in 1885, when the hotel was still being built, there was an Irishman named Michael. He was a mason working on the exterior of the place. 
and he slipped and fell from the second floor and fell down to the ground and died on impact. And the room he fell from was room 218. And it is one of the most haunted rooms in the hotel. The lights will flicker. Doors will open and close randomly. You'll hear thumping on the walls. And electronics don't work properly. Mm -mm. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. People report hearing a falling man's scream. Nope. And one guest saw blood on the walls and hands coming from the bathroom mirror. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I'm sorry. The bathroom mirror hands thing. No. No. And if you sleep in that room, people are shaken awake in the middle of the night. Hell no. I've been there. I've been been shaken awake by a ghost. Maybe. But I'm not (laughs) doing it again. No, we are not staying in that room, Zoe. <laughs> I don't think they allow people to stay in the room anymore. Good. I think it's part of the tour, and the tour happens at night while people are resting. So, so. you go in there and wait. I'm sorry. Wait. I'm so sorry. So basically, when you do the tour, if you, you can either do the tour and then leave, or you can buy tickets like a night in the hotel and then do the tour and then just go to your room. So you can do the tour while you're staying at the hotel. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you were saying, like, in the middle of the tour, you go to this room, you lay down on the bed, you fall asleep, oh. and then you're oh. shaken awake no. by a ghost. No, 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 no. I was like, that sounds a lot. You go to room 218, where they oh, tell Lord. you about Michael. Uh-uh. I don't like this. <laughs> so another room that is haunted is room 419. This has Theodora. She was a former patient who died in the room. Um, she's very polite. She will, if she likes you, she will appear in front of you when you get to the room, introduce herself, I'm good. and then disappear. I'm good. Thanks, Theodora, um, though. Also, people will come back to the room and have their things packed. She sounds lovely. <laughs> I don't want any of this to happen. And they, people will also hear keys rattling outside their door. There was one story of this elderly couple who, like, just kind of emptied, like, the man emptied his change from his pocket onto the table, and it just kind of scattered everywhere, but he didn't really think anything of it. And so when he came back the next day, or that later that day, all the coins were stacked up in one neat pile. She sounds lovely. <laughs> Can you stay in that room? <laughs> I think so, because a lot of people say, like, she's packing up for you because she wants you to leave. She's like, this is my room. I mean, maybe, but also I do like that she's so helpful. Yeah, very helpful. All right, so... I like packing. Back when the building was the college and conservatory for young women, around 1908, there was a student who fell from a balcony to the floor below. So it was like an interior balcony. Oh. Yeah, so it was from the top floor down to the ground. It was unknown if it was a suicide, a murder, or an accident. Huh. Yeah. Okay. There weren't many details. Nobody saw anybody up there, but, like, they didn't really believe that it could have been an accident. But also, what if she was just being a little girl and sitting on a banister and then she slipped, you know? Somebody could have pushed her or she just could have... So I guess like it's not like there was any reason to point to any specific thing. Mm-hmm. So you just it's have just, to list all of them. She just fell. Yeah. Yeah. So people have reported seeing her standing next to the balcony that she fell from. And when they're in the area, they can hear her screaming as she falls. Yeah. 
on a tour one time they paused in this section where they were about to tell the story however in this moment the tour guide just froze she had never felt this way before she felt like a shiver went ran up her spine and she felt like she couldn't breathe and then a lady next to her said did anyone feel that it's a little girl she's here i can feel her and that was before she did the story yes (gasps) and oh i'm getting chills and before the woman said that a man in the group snapped a photo and after she said that they all looked at the photo and they could see a mist in the shape of a girl right next to the woman who said that. And the guy said he would submit the photo online, but he didn't. So I don't have this photo for you. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you think like that kind of thing, you would definitely submit it, but it was an older man. So maybe he couldn't figure it out. But anyway. That's amazing. That is amazing. Also, can I just tell you something real quick? Mm-hmm. I got chills once you were saying that, and now my right side is cold. You're welcome. We're in your haunted apartment. I'm just letting you know. Okay. <laughs> All right. And then in the crystal dining room, the crystal dining room, uh, hotel employees will come in in the morning and see Victorian ghosts <laughs> in dressed attire, dress attire, having a party. Really? They're dancing and they're drinking early in the morning. And so there's actually one that you're able to talk to. And he'll say, I saw the most beautiful woman here last night and I'm waiting for her to return before they all fade away. Okay. Uh Okay. In that same room, they'll also see a bride and groom in the dining room's mirror without anyone else being in the room. So it's like, it can't be a reflection. And then the groom will make eye contact with you, and then they'll both disappear from the mirror. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mirrors really freak me out, if you can't tell. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to bring, like, 12. It's okay. Bring? Yes. To where? When we go to this hotel. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you trying to get me in the cellar? The, 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 the closet? Uh-huh. The, 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 uh-huh. With, the, with the mirrors? Uh-huh. Oh, and I already told you. Remember... In your Flagler College, it was, like, a darkened room with mirrors. And I said, that's my worst nightmare. I'm never doing that. So, listen, Zoe, I'm never doing that. Not even my <laughs> wild hair over there. I'm like, yeah, look at me with these mirrors. Actually, you know what? I can see that happening. Sometimes I get weird. Okay. <laughs> but anyway. So, in a, another dining room. There's empl- so many dining rooms. <laughs> yes. Employees will leave it one way and come back the next morning with things moved around. So, things, chairs, tables, things will all move around. Um, some people have even witnessed the things moving with an unseen hand, you know, just moving around. One Christmas, the decorations and the tree were everywhere, misplaced after they had put it up all pretty-like, and menus were scattered across the floor. And people report seeing a little boy skipping around the area and in the kitchen and when he's seen in the kitchen, pots and pans will fly off their hooks. <laughs> so people think he's responsible for the messes, that he's just going around causing chaos. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That checks out. In the laundry room, the washers and dryers will turn themselves on in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a switchboard in the offices of the hotel that can take calls from the rooms. You know, because the old phone working system... You know, because what they would do is the operator would take the call and then switch the call to whatever phone. So, yeah. I've, I've seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel season two. I know what you mean. 
<laughs> okay. So, um, so they had one of those, but they had to disconnect it because they kept getting calls from the basement and there was, it was supposed to be unoperative, inoperative, and there was nobody in the basement, but they kept getting calls from the basement where the morgue is. And so they had to disconnect the switchboard. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So, um, you'll also see a man in Victorian clothing, including a top hat, uh, sitting at the bar at the bottom and at the bottom of the stairway. He is very distinguished looking with a mustache and a beard. And people say that they will try to talk to him, but he won't say anything and then he'll just disappear. Nice. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, there has been reports of a waiter walking through the hallways carrying a tray of butter. Why? I don't know. He's just... Why is it butter? It's... There's butter. There's okay. just butter. Mm-hmm. A man named... <laughs> a man named Dr. John Fremont Ellis had an office that is now room 212. He was a heavy smoker of cherry tobacco in his pipe. And guests in the room and even outside of the room can still smell his cherry tobacco despite years and renovations and the hotel having a no smoking policy. Can you just imagine? Okay, okay, picture this, Zoe. You are asleep and you were in the hotel room. And it the clock strikes 3 p.m., but the clock on your bedside, so the digital clock goes to 3 p.m. And you're like, this is 3 a.m. And you're like, this is fine, this is fine. And you're like almost asleep, and then all of a sudden you get a little bit of a whiff of cherry tobacco. And you're like, I had no idea what cherry tobacco would smell like, but now I know. And oh no. Oh no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, he's not seen or anything. They just smell his smoke. See, here's the thing, though. Even that would bother me deeply. I think the most it would bother me is that I can't stand the smell of smoke. <laughs> so, okay. It's just the idea of a ghost. having a little... Yeah, having a little bit of evidence. I mean, like, there's somebody here with me. Mm-hmm. It does not jive with me. I can't handle the idea of somebody being in the same room <laughs> as me if I don't know you're in the room. Right. Like, and ghosts don't count. They count. <laughs> Basically, they, I, if, like, if I know a ghost is in the room, it, I'm still like, I don't know you're in the room. I, I don't know how to make that make sense. Okay. They scare me. That's reasonable. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. The hotel will host plays, usually paranormal in theme. And during one performance, uh, two actors will say the word ghost simultaneously and one night, just once during this play, four when they said ghosts, right? Four prop books flew towards the audience as if they were thrown like a frisbee. They didn't hit anybody, but everybody was like, "What the heck?" And like they investigated it later. Like obviously, somebody on stage must have done that. For no, there was like that had never happened before. It never happened again. And there was no. It was a two-person play. So there wasn't, like, a stage hand or anything like that. The only two people in this play were the people on screen. And there wasn't any sort of mechanism that could have tossed the books like that. Whoa. Yeah. So then on another tour, a guest said that she saw and heard a man with a buzz cut say, What about my treatment? 
two other individuals at that same moment said that they saw a blurred figure of a man walking by. So she oh. saw it crisply and heard it crisply, but the other two people saw it like as a blur. That's so interesting. I wonder if it's like how much you are attuned to things because you and mm-hmm. I have been in the same spot and you were like, I'm being heavily affected right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> huh? I would love to know our two different, if we ever went to this place, which I want to. Yes. I would love to know our two different experiences. Yeah. I, I We would have to live vlog that whole thing. Just like, you would get so many of my derp faces, I think is what it's called. Uh, and also I have like resting bitch face, unfortunately. Yeah. Fun fact. I do too. Sometimes. Okay. Well, well, you know what? It's like going to scare off the ghosts. True. Yeah. So, I think you'll enjoy this one. Guests have been have reported being tucked in several times at night. No, thank you. So, like, they'll be sleeping without blankets, and then they'll just wake up sweating, and they're, like, tucked in. Like, have you seen The Big Bang Theory? Yes, I have. You see the way Sheldon's, like, tucked in? Like, it's tucked in, like, you can see his figure? No, I haven't. Okay. Well, I mean, they are tucked in, like, in a way that you couldn't do it yourself. And so they'll, like, tear the blankets off and be like, that's weird. And then they'll wake up several more times through the night being tucked in. No. Thank you. <laughs> I do not want to resemble a mummy from the chest down. But it's it's kind. And I appreciate that. But no. <laughs> so, at this point, Robin, I want to read to you one or two guest stories. Okay. So... I'm going to read them verbatim, but these are found on the Crescent Hotel's official website. Okay. So, this one couple got their one key. So, I don't know why it's in third person. That's weird. But anyway. So, this one couple got their one key to room 221 and proceeded to take the elevator to the second floor. When the elevator door opened, standing there seemingly waiting for them was a man in all-black Victorian-style outfit. The man asked if he could show the couple to their room. Thinking he was a hotel employee, they told the man that they were in room 221 and handed him their key. Upon arriving at room 221, the helpful man unlocked the door and pushed it open. The man remained just outside the doorway, smiling and tilting his head side to side repeatedly. Mm, mm. The guest quietly turned to her husband and suggested that perhaps the man wanted a tip. In the nanosecond that it took the husband to turn to hand the man a tip, the man disappeared nowhere to be seen down the long hallway. Puzzled but not concerned, the couple (laughs) (laughs) relaxed in the room until they left for their scheduled evening ghost tour. Following the tour, they returned to their room only to discover that their key would not unlock their door. They went down to the front desk where the clerk apologized that, by mistake, he had given them the room to 321 at check-in. The couple explained that the key worked for the employee who had let them into the room, describing the helpful man in his attire. The front desk clerk informed them that they had no employee who fit that description and no employees wear that kind of attire. The couple never saw that helpful man again. So, A, the key didn't even work. Yeah. And B, he wasn't real. So, like, he just, like, let them into their room. Whoa. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's creepy. And then chills again. This next one. This happens at the morgue, and this will be my last one. Don't worry. No, I'm I'm loving this. (laughs) So. My last experience was in the morgue at the very end of the tour when the ghost tour guide was trying to contact a young man. I stood at the very edge of the freezer and my friend stood right next to me with her back to the empty wall that we had just come through, empty hall that we had just come through. Nope. While the guide was trying to communicate, my friend whispered to me asking if I heard that. I turned to her and let her know I had only heard a child say something that I could not make out. I then turned back around to listen to the guide. A few moments passed when my friend asked me again if I could hear that. I asked her what she had heard and she stated that she was hearing breathing in her ear right behind us. I bent a little and tried to listen but heard nothing, so I just shook my head and turned back around. She then told me to hold my breath so she could listen and I did so for 20 seconds. After a few more moments passed, she told me, you didn't hear that? This time, the look on her face was of horror, and her eyes were teary. I then shook my head and turned back to listen to the guide. I'm sorry. (laughs) Suddenly, it felt as if somebody took both their hands and slowly expanded their fingertips widely on the back of my head. I turned around, but nothing was there. Plus, my head was against the freezer, so nobody should have been able to do that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Like, literally just grabbing the back of his head from the freezer where the bodies were kept. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, Robin, that was my last story for you. But I do want to say one more thing. Yeah. Every year, they have an ESP weekend where you can buy tickets to it and buy a room in the hotel. Mm -hmm. And guest speakers will come and you'll do a full guided tour with EFF. EVF readers and all sorts of paranormal technology things. And let me just tell you, the next weekends are January 28th and the 30th and February 4th and the 6th in 2022. Listen, this sounds cool. Yes. Just wanted to put that on your brainscape. It is on my brainscape. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. This is so cool. I know. I am utterly delighted by this entire episode. Isn't it great? Like, of all the, like, not saying, like, my story is better than all of yours, but. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, this is, like, the heaven trope. I don't know what word I was trying to say there. I have no idea. The buttload? The buttload of ghosts. It's the treasure hoard of ghosts. Like, there's so many different ghosts. There are so many different ghosts. And And there's cats! And there's so many cats. I love this. I love this so much. Multiple times in this episode, like, sometimes I didn't even tell you. I had chills. And, like, I'm going to tell you right now. Like, I wasn't saying, oh, you need to fix the heating in your apartment. I'm telling you, it feels like there's something cold on my right side of my body. So, you might want to look into that. But this is insane. This is great. I've enjoyed this episode so much. I was actually telling Kari, I was like, I have to go to this hotel. And he goes, does it have cats? Oh, my God. I literally didn't say anything else about this hotel. He just says, like, does it have cats? And I was like, yeah. That's amazing. Uh Uh-huh. I'm I'm so into this. I'm so glad you found this, and I'm so glad this is our first 
haunted, haunted hospital. Hospitality. Yeah. Hospital. Wait. Well, I mean, hotel. It was a hotel, but no. It was a hospital. It too. was too. But like, it's like our if we were going if we were calling this show haunted hospitality because we did haunted hotels, this would be our first haunted hospitality episode of haunted hospitality. Mm-hmm. What if that's like a specific breed of show we have too? That's fun, right? Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fun. Woo! Thank you so much. I appreciate this. You're I appreciate welcome. you. I appreciate you too, Robin. Thanks. Fun. Let's go get friend married in a haunted morgue. <laughs> just, I'm just imagining us holding hands and shuffling in because you can't walk well if you're yeah. both holding hands. Like, I'm imagining holding both of your yeah, hands. Yeah, no, completely. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, holding hands, like Robin. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes. We're holding hands right now. <laughs> okay. Like, seance. It's not a seance. Because I would be wanting nothing to happen, and I think you would be wanting a lot of things oh, to happen. Oh, I'd want to be so, so many things and happen. I'd be like, please just be boring. <laughs> please. I, I would stay in there as long as I could. So, okay, maybe I don't actually want to go in with you. <laughs> Let me get a random stranger to be like, hello, hold my hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but. Right. Guys, thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, review, tell a friendo. Check out our newsletter. Yes, check out our newsletter. Funny. And <laughs> Zoe. Yes, and if you want to see my sources in my blog, you can go to hauntedhospitality.wordpress.com. Also, if you want to submit your own spooky submissions, or if you just want to let us know what you think about the show, please send us an email to hauntedhospitalitypodcast at gmail.com. If you are on the interwebs, you can find us at Twitter at Haunted House. You can also find us on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at Haunted Hospitality. We hope to see you there. Stay spooky!